This is the Converge Podcast. We meet at 10.30 every Sunday morning at Heritage Baptist Church in the chapel. This is a group that is geared towards those who are young adults who want to follow Jesus and live the gospel life wherever the journey takes them.
morning, everybody. We're going to get things going here in just a second. So if you haven't yet, go grab a snack, go grab some coffee. We're going to get things rolling while you get yourself situated, while you find a seat. I've just got a couple of announcements for you today. Um, so if you're not getting our text messages, I would encourage you to text at HB Converge to 81010. If you want to know what's going on and, uh, yeah, there we go. If you want to know what's going on and get updates from us throughout the week, that's the best way to get that information. For example, about the small groups. Well, there we go. About the small groups. Um, so generally, we have small groups that meet on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 p.m. This week is a little bit different, so not all of the groups are meeting. So unless you already know specifically the, the group that you usually go to or the group that you're thinking about going to, unless you already know their plans specifically this week, I would encourage you to keep an eye out for a text message on Tuesday or Thursday kind of explaining who's meeting, what's going on, the plans for this week, just since it's a little bit different. Now, I do know that one group that is definitely meeting this week is the uh, Young Professionals group at the Ray's house. Since uh, this is mostly a, a group that is unimpacted by spring break, they're going to go ahead and move forward with this week. So uh, if you're part of that group, um, you can go ahead and plan to be there. Another thing coming up that we haven't talked about in a couple of weeks is the Trivia Night. Uh, Trivia Night is specifically a youth group fundraiser. I'd encourage you to be there for that if you can. You can register individually and they'll find a team for you or you can register with a team. I do feel like I should give you fair warning now if you come on the 25th, I am going to have to beat you. I apologize. I don't like to be that person, but I'm just, you know, just getting it out there now, you know. <laughs> so yeah, you can go to uh, hbclynchburg.com slash trivia and you can register individually or you can register with a team. And uh, I'll leave that up there for a second. And it's happening on, the, uh, on March 18th and on March 25th. Um, as always, to know what's going on at Heritage in general, make sure and check out the hub at hbclynchburg.com slash hub. We're a little bit isolated over here sometimes, so uh, if you, like me, kind of get into the service after all the announcement parts have generally happened, that's, that's usually what my Sunday looks like, um, then that's a great way to see what's coming up and uh, anything that you've heard about to be able to find the information to register for it. Um, I also wanted to throw this out there. Um, Parker Barnwell has been part of this group forever. For, uh, forever. He's been at this church for, I think, his entire life. Uh, but anyway, he's in a production of Kiss Me Kate at Academy Center. So you can get tickets at academycenter.org. And there are shows on the 18th, 19th, and 20th. So if you can be there to support Parker, I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, I know he would appreciate it. So I just wanted to throw that out there that this is coming up as well. Um, today, we're going to be continuing in the Come and See series. And uh, Justin is bringing a message for us today. Um, and I think that's all I've got for you for announcements. So I think, uh, Matt, you're coming up. I'll turn things over to Matt. Thank you, guys. Good to see you today. All right, what's up, guys? All right, so we have an icebreaker here. That's not many of you, so this is great. You've got a great opportunity to win. We've got a $10 Starbucks gift card today, so your odds are so much better than a normal week. So here's what we're going to do. It's kind of a two-part icebreaker. The first part will just narrow us down to our final four people who will then come up here and compete in the big game. So what we're going to do is stand up. We're going to do the classic 
Find a partner, rock, paper, scissors. The winners stay standing, losers sit down. When you, we get to the final two on each side, those two come up here. Just one, just one, not best two out of three, just one. So find somebody, if you lose, sit down, find the next person standing, keep competing until we get our final two on each side, and then you can come up to the front. If you win, find who else is standing, narrow it down. What do we got? Oh, go again. If you tie, yeah, traditional rules apply. Yeah, go again. Yeah. There we go. Just one. It's one and done. One and done. All right, we've got a few winners left here. Who we got left? Who do we have? We have two? All right, how many people do we have on this side? One, two, all right, if, final two. Here we go, you're still in back here? And who's in, Victor, you in? Oh, right here, all right, come on up. You come on, come on up, how many people do we have left? Raise your hand if you're still in. One, two, three, all right, we, you're still in. You two girls, come on up, and you guys need to sort it out. We need to get down to two, just two of you left. All right, we, Hey, we still have a leader alive back there? Two? You guys good? All right. Come on up. You guys come on up. Come on up. Come on up. All right, here we go. Yeah, all the way up. All the way up. So here we go. This is where, this is where it gets real. All right. So here's what we're going to do. It's going to go like this. We're going to do the old-fashioned duel. You know how that works? Remember this is how... This is how things were decided back in the day. So we'll start, girls will compete, guys will compete. We'll go one at a time here, all right? So you start back to back. You take, uh, let's go three steps, right? So you count it, one, two, three. At that point, you turn, you pull, you cock it, and then you fire, okay? Now, no pulling before. Rock, paper, scissors, was, that, was kid, that was kid stuff. That just got us to this point, okay? So back, do you guys want to watch them do it first? You got this? All right, so right here in the middle, start back to back. Headshots count, absolutely, bonus points. All right, don't, don't, don't cock it yet, all right? So we're going to go on the third step here. One more rule, one more rule. So we don't get the whole, like, all the run, we're not running around, right? So it's kind of like basketball. You got to keep your pivot foot, all right? So when you turn... There's no, like, running away. You got to just turn and fire, all right? So here we go. Three steps, turn, fire. Ready? One, two, three. Do we got? Boy, this, yeah, this. I don't think anybody hit each other there. This is not going nearly as well as I expected. All right, there we go. I think we've got a winner. All right, you advance. We got to reload now. Yeah, we got to reload. All right, so stay alive because you're gonna be you're gonna be in the championship. All right, so we got to reload. There you go. Are you got a full full one here? Okay, cool. All right, so you guys saw how that was done. The marksmanship, not elite. I'm expecting better here. So here we go. Start in the middle. Same deal, back to back. All right, ready? Three steps. One, two. 
three. Oh, what do we have? Was that? What? At the same time? Well, then I think we, I think video replay. We're going to the we're going to the booth. What do we got? You make the call here. Buffering. I just need a call. Who is it? Who's still alive? You think he got him first? Is that the ruling? All right, you advance on. All right, that's the rule. That's the ruling. I'm sorry, it was, it was so close. All right, here we go. So now it's you two for the final. Reload. Good, good. All right, here we go. This is for... $10 of Starbucks goodness right here. Ready? All right. One, two, three. Oh, got her. Got her. Congratulations. Great job. What a competition. Great marksmanship. There you go. You can, you can send her five bucks for a coffee. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for participating. All right. Now I'd like to invite... He's a man that hails from the great American Southwest. Justin Victor It's about to change your life. And I think you guys, are they good the way they are? Get in groups of like four or five, right? Is that what you want? Yeah, let's see. Um, just turn the mic on. Test, test. Oh, there we go. Okay, great. Today's going to be different. We're going to break into groups of five. So let's just, everybody stand up, and I want you to get into groups of five. If you don't know somebody, that's fine. Separate your seats so, like, each group is um, kind of isolated so that there's a little bit of privacy within the groups. Okay, so we got five here. We have three here. The coffee girls in the back are coming up here, okay? Where's our group right here? One, two, three, four, five. Maybe, maybe you two, you two guys come over here so that you can all be together. This is good, this is good, great. All right, we got five here, great. And then anybody else here with you, Zanna? This for four, yep, got four, perfect. And a group here, a group here. Here, perfect, yep, it's great, okay, excellent, all right, great, perfect. So what we're going to do today is more interactive. We're going to talk about a Jesus story, and this is, this is what we've been going through our whole, uh, our whole course here in Converge as of late. Before we get going, take a moment and pray. God, you are a good God. You blessed us with the word who through pen and flesh can change our lives. The stories that we read about, 
they're not just stories, Lord. They're, they're lives transforming, becoming more like Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for an opportunity to open up the word, to see and to learn what is good and what you should have us learn. I pray right now this morning that you can help each one of us to be engaged, to be willing to be a little bit vulnerable, and Lord, help us as we practice retelling this story so that when there's an opportunity, we can be ready. And God, we love you, and we thank you for everything that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. I'm going to start by reading... John chapter 5, and if you can just listen intently, you can open up your Bibles to John chapter 5 if you like, you could read along with me. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to ask my man Hunter to stand up and retell this story, okay? Putting Hunter on the spot right here. So open your Bible, John chapter 5. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is, in Jerusalem, by the Sheep Gate, a pool in Aramac called Bethesda, which has five roofed colonnades. In these lay a multitude of invalids, blind, lame, and paralyzed. One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there and knew that he had already been there a long time, he said to him, do you want to be healed? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I am going, another steps down before me. Jesus said to him, get up, take your bed and walk. And at once the man was healed, and he took up his bed and walked. Now that day was the Sabbath. So the Jews said to the man who had been healed, It is the Sabbath, and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. But he answered them, The man who healed me, that man said to me, Take up your bed and walk. They asked him, Who is this man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? Now the man who had been healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn as there was a crowd in the place. Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you are well. Sin no more, that nothing worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had healed him. Okay. Definitely going to put Hunter on the spot right here. I think I have a microphone. I have it. He's already got it. All right. Hunter, give us a shot. Okay. Retell the story. Okay. So Jesus on the Sabbath goes up to Jerusalem, and by the sheep gate, there is a pool in Aramaic called Bethesda, and it has five colonnades, and surrounding it are a group of invalids. One of them had been an invalid for 38 years. And Jesus, seeing that he had been there for a long time, goes to the invalid and asks him, do you want to be healed? And he says to Jesus, sir, there is no one to put me into the water when the water is stirred up. And then Jesus says, 
to him, um, take up your mat and walk. And so he does, and it's a miracle, and it's amazing. And then the um, Pharisees come to him and ask him, uh, it is the, it, why have you picked up your bed? It is the Sabbath. It's unlawful for you to pick up your bed and walk. And he says, the man who healed me told me to pick up my bed and walk. And they said, who is it that healed you? And he says, I don't know who it is because Jesus had slipped away because there was a great crowd. And then later Jesus finds him in the temple and says, go and sin no more that nothing worse may happen to you. And yeah, there you go. Yeah. Woo. Hunter. That was great. That was great. This last year, my wife Joy and our kids, we had an opportunity to be in our, what our church put together is called a DMT group, a 10-week group, disciple-making team. And one of the things that we did in this group was we practiced sharing stories like this, reading them and then telling them. And the idea here is that these are stories that we've heard numerous times. I mean, as, as believers, readers of the Bible, we've heard these stories, but how often do we know the story so well that we can retell it? That when we're in a conversation, we can know the right opportunity to tell that story. So as we're going through all of these beautiful stories of Jesus through the book of John, I thought we'd take a moment today as kind of like a breather. We've gone through three or four Jesus stories, and we're going to go through many, many more the rest of this semester and next semester. So I want us to get more comfortable retelling these stories. Oh, I see. Is there anything more important than knowing and loving Jesus and telling others about Jesus? What better way is there than to use the word of God to tell the story of Jesus? So what we're going to do first, and Hunter did a great job just showing us how to do it. Be expressive. Be, um, use your own words. We're going to break into groups. You're already broken into your groups. One person in your group is going to read the story, and then another volunteer will retell it, just in your small group. And then we'll do it again. But somebody else will read it in a different version, maybe in the New King James or the ESV or the New Living or the Message, if you prefer that, and then retell it. So let's take a moment right now in your groups and just one person in the group, raise your hand, whoever's going to be the first to read it. Okay. All right, so breaking your groups, one person reads it, and then somebody else retells the story. Your heart is for me. Your 
Okay, y'all should be finishing up with the second person who's retelling the story here in about one minute. Test, test. Pretty much everybody's finished up with the second story, the second retelling. So let, let's um, stop here for a moment and going to ask ourselves a few more questions about this text. As we're sharing these Jesus stories, it's important to understand the context of the story. It's important to understand the application of the story and when we were in our DMT, our disciple-making team group, we learned that there was a few ways that you can digest a story like this so that you can understand what it means um, from different perspectives. So here's a few questions that we're gonna go through in your groups that will help you pull out some more truths from this story. So in your discussion, I want to talk about what this story says about God or Jesus. What does this story say about people? And then finally, what does this story say to me? You know, what, what will I learn from this story? And as we're going through these, you know, any, any Jesus story, I want you to think about this too. Any of these stories can be shared with people of all types of different um, issues, believers, unbelievers, men, women, people from different cultures. Think about, and we'll end today's lesson by thinking about different types of people that you could tell this particular story to. But when you're going through this in your, in your group right now, specifically be thinking about these three questions and try to pull out at least three areas in each of these questions. You know, for example, what does this story say about Jesus? You can find a few things in there. You can find a few things that this story says about the truth of the Lord, the, the power of God. And there's multiple things that this story teaches us about people. So let's now break back into the same groups and talk about these three questions amongst your group.
What is that's okay? What is one thing that this story teaches you about God? Uh, Jesus goes places where people are broken. Okay. That's good. All right, second group. We didn't get through it yet. We're still working. <laughs> still working. Here we go. So we found out that this teaches us about Jesus, that he um, is kind of smart because he's like, okay, I healed this guy, but the Pharisees are going to come. Uh, my time's not yet. So he kind of takes off a bit after that. And then they end up finding out that, oh, yeah, Jesus did it again, but they didn't see him. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Another one over here. What does this teach us about God? Specifically, So I think this is, in, in story form, it's a parallel to us living in sin ra rather than it just being a dude who's crippled in some way. Okay. Um, so the, the, cripple, the crippling is us living in sin, and it doesn't matter how long you've lived in sin, that, that God is still willing to heal you. Good, good. That's great. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that in a little bit in the end. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Hannah. So temple like Jesus pursued the man who he healed mm -hmm. and cared about his spiritual health he went well back he went back a second time yeah. he healed him and then he went back and found him Jeff what do you think <laughs> our group talked about the fact that you know Jesus went after just one person mm -hmm. you know, as opposed to he could have gone after you know the whole group or anybody that was there around the pool, but he specifically went after, um, you know, one man that needed him. Mm. That's good. All right. Rick's group. Yeah. Um, we kind of talked about how he was, uh, he found, specifically went and found this guy. You know, he knew where his condition was. And later he actually, you know, had him repent. Mm. Yep. Good. Okay, let's talk about that second question. What does this teach me about people? Isaiah has something. Before we go there, Isaiah has something. Oh, okay. So, what we got, one of the things we got for the first question is Jesus doesn't need the help of an angel to heal or do great works, He can do it whenever He wants wherever he wants. It doesn't matter if it's the Sabbath or if it's just a regular day of the week, any other day of the week. Mm. He, can, he can heal and he can save whenever and whoever. It doesn't really matter. That's good. That's good. Okay, second question. Let's talk about that second question. What does this teach me about people? Think of the paralyzed man. Think of the Pharisees. Think of the, all the other people that are waiting to be healed. What does this tell us about those people? Yes, talk, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yes.
Moving along, let's get some answers on that second question. Yes, we got, what, is, what does this say about, what does this teach us about people? What are you learning about people? So kind of connecting with like, I can't remember who like mentioned it with like how um, the sickness is kind of like our sin, how he was, he's been sick for like 38 years and we have like, he's been sitting at this pool for so long, but that's just how we, like we are, we just like to sit in our sin. Like we don't like to do anything about it and we just can't, we really can't get like get the healing that we need. But Waiting. Yes. Yeah. We're just waiting for something. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else over here? He agrees. I would say the main thing we said was, I'm just going to go off what I remember last. Um, people aren't all that um, considerate. They're like, they should have been like, eh, you've been here 38 years. You can go first this time. Like, no, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's the compassion? Yeah. yeah the, pe the other people, where was people helping him? We have some good, we have some good things here. Uh, all the people seem super close-minded. Um, it's like the cripple himself and also the Pharisees. It seems like the Pharisees are only focused on like the people like following the law. And um, they're not really focused on what miracle is actually taking place. Um, they're just like, oh, it's the Sabbath. You can't do anything. But they, their minds aren't open to the fact that like this man was just healed after 38 mm -hmm. years of being crippled. And yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Josh. So something that jumped out of this story is kind of really applicable to us today is Jesus walks up and basically says, don't you want to be healed? And um, the, the crippled man doesn't hear Jesus' offer of healing. He immediately comes back with all of the problems that he has and all of the mm -hmm. obstacles between him and healing. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do that too. What about you gentlemen back here? <laughs> They're bowing out. Back to the Baptist. Okay. All right. Let, let's transition to our final question. And as we're going through this, I just want to remind us the point of asking these questions and the point of pouring into the scripture like this is so that we can own it. This is so that we can own it. So next week, when we're talking to someone that may or may not be a believer, that we can feel confident sharing a story like this. So this is called the discovery Bible method. When we go through scripture and ask these three questions, it just helps us put a framework around owning the scripture and making it our own. So this next question is perhaps the most probing question what can I learn from this Jesus story? Now, I found four overarching principles that I learned, and I'll share those in a little bit. But we have time, another five minutes for this groups to talk about what do you learn? What can you take away from this Jesus story? So in your groups, let's take five minutes and talk about what do you learn from this Jesus story?
Okay, we're going to land the plane here. Uh, we have a few minutes to share a few, a, a few answers, and then I want to close with uh, some points of the study that I took away. But we've got a few minutes for some answers. So first group, anybody want to share? Yes. Um, so one of the things we were talking about is how the man was looking at the pool and saying, well, I, like the question was a yes or no question. Do you want to be healed? But the man looked at the pool and was like, well, nobody's able to put me in the pool looking at like an earthly way of healing. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus' response has nothing to do with his answer. It's just like, okay, well, get up and walk. And like points right to Jesus. So in our circumstances, no matter what we're facing, like all the things that we're struggling, like that, the root of the problem isn't the, the sins that are coming at us and the things that we're struggling with. Like Satan's behind all those things. And God's ultimately, ultimately the one that's going to defeat Satan. So instead of looking at our, like, throwing our time, energy, and money at the problems, trying to fix it from, like, earthly standpoints, like mm -hmm. looking at the pool, we just need to look at right at Jesus and talk to Jesus about how he can defeat the enemy behind So how, how could you share this story in light of that context? Just pointing out that all of the things that we face in this world, the root of the problem is Satan. It's bigger than things that we can defeat with our own energy. No matter what it is. Yeah, it we can't fight it with yeah. earthly weapons. Like, there's a spiritual warfare going on behind the scenes, and Jesus is the only one big enough to defeat the enemy. Amen. All right. We had some answers over here. Hunter? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, to me, one of the things that stood out the most is that, so Jesus heals this man at Bethesda, but goes back and forgives his sins in the temple. And this is huge because an invalid under Jewish law, especially at this time because there was so much corruption in the law, was not permitted to go in and worship and do a lot of things. And so Jesus cleanses him to go be with God. Mm -hmm. And this is an amazing messianic application for us because Jesus likewise has to heal us in order to dwell with us. Mm. And so he gives us access to sit in the presence of God by healing each and every one of us. So we cannot be with the Lord and enjoy the Lord and likewise enjoy Jesus because he is God mm -hmm. unless he heals us first. Mm. Amen. I haven't called on this group back here yet. There we go. <laughs> so we were basically talking about how, um, like, the man had tremendous faith when God was telling, not God, when Jesus was telling him to get up and walk. Mm -hmm. Like, he didn't question it. He, he like, got up yeah. right away. Immediately, it so, says. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Great. Okay, well, I had a few items that, you know, when I read these, I want to make them as personal application as possible. So for me, uh, there's a few things that just really stuck out, and I got it on the screen here. Um, compassion, obedience, and faith, which is what Kiela just said. And then secondly, what is my first reaction to God's blessing? And then talking about what the back group here, I was talking to them earlier about uh, the Pharisees and how 
they were in sin, but they were ignoring their own sin and focusing on someone else's. So I just want to break down each of these just in a few minutes here. One weakness that I have, and I think is very common in America, is that we lack compassion. And we see Jesus modeling a person of compassion to all peoples. He goes to the invalids, to the place where the invalids were. And I think of myself, do I, what is my view when I see uh, a beggar on the side of the street? Or when I see someone that's dressed differently, differently than me or acts differently than me, how do I view them? Do I view them with compassion? Do I view beggars as lazy? Yes. I think we all do if we're honest with ourselves. We're all sinners. And one thing that I can take away from this is that, of course, we are all lazy and we are all sinners, but we still need to have compassion, just as Jesus modeled compassion for us in this story. And God desires to help the needy, and he points that into many scriptures. Psalm 72 talks about that. For me, it's a lot easier to ignore problems and to focus on positive things than it is to see someone in need and go out of my way to help them. So I may ask myself, what would I have done? Would I have helped the man, the man who had been paralyzed for 38 years? Would I have helped him in the pool? Would I have been someone that he could have said to Jesus, I have one friend, Justin, he, he helped me in the pool. Would I have been that kind of man? Secondly, obedience. I think it's, it's wonderful hearing so many different responses because I studied this passage for quite a bit, but you guys said things that I hadn't even thought of. But one thing I took away was that the, the invalid was obedient. Like immediately he got up. Like when, when Jesus said, stand up, he didn't, he didn't laugh. He wasn't like, who are you? Don't you, can't you see? Like, don't you know why I'm here? I can't just get up. Like immediately he just stood up. And that is a demonstration of obedience and faith. So I think of, you know, what is my first response when I hear a command, when I learn something from the Bible, when the Lord shows me something, am I, is my first response immediate obe obedience and faith? Or am I, like many of the other people, waiting? Am I waiting for something else? Likewise, what is my first reaction to God's blessing? Immediately after he was healed, he went to the temple. As Hunter was saying, he may not have been allowed at the temple, but he went there. When, when I recognize a blessing that the Lord's given me, what is my first response? Is it to tell my friends, to text my family, text my wife, hey, guess what happened at work? I'm so, I'm so happy about this. Or am I going to the Lord first? And that one hits home because we are so blessed. 
I mean, in America, we, we don't even count our blessings. Pastor Nathan said it this morning that in light of everything that's going on in the world, we do not count our blessings. And we don't go, you know, it's not often our heart's first response to go to the Lord first and thank him. And then finally, don't ignore your sin. The, the, you can go deep on the Pharisees. But if we are honest with ourselves, we all carry the sinful nature of not seeing our own sin and focusing on others. Just as the Pharisees saw, witnessed a man get healed, all they focused on was his sin, which they perceived, you know, in the Old Testament law was him carrying his bed on the Sabbath. You know, although it was a distorted view of sin, they were focused on the sin, not the blessing. And so often, we can do the same thing. So, ignoring our own sin, but recognizing, like finding it in someone else, only delays the cure of our problem. Focusing on someone else's mistakes, it's so much more natural for us, but it is a sinful thing to do. So we can learn from this story, you know, not to be like the Pharisees. Also, I think we can learn that an attitude of, like it's easy, we all know people that can carry an attitude of judgment, can carry an attitude of pointing out other people's wrongs. And we can, if we're aware of that, we can fight against that and then instead point out other people's rights. Encourage other people. So as we close here, I want to, um, in your groups this week, I know many of the groups aren't going to be meeting, but just a few things to talk about. This Jesus story in particular, can you share it this week? And there's many other Jesus stories. I'll go back to this slide in a second, but these are just a few of the ones that we've already talked about. So of these stories, have you shared a Jesus story with someone else? Of these stories that we've been learning about and the stories that we're going to learn about, think about how can I share these? Who can I share these with? We're out of time now. So I, think, I don't think we have anything else in this room. So you can stick around. You can talk about these Jesus stories, who you can share them with. I can go back to the previous slide for small groups. Who, which small group is meeting this week? Is any? It doesn't, no. Okay, one, yeah, Jeff's small group is meeting. Okay. But it's spring break, so it's a great week. I know many are going on a missions trip. They might have opportunities to share this story. Even if not, God will bring people into your life, and if you're praying and asking the Lord for opportunities, he will bring those opportunities. Let's close in prayer. God, we love you. We thank you for the word. We thank you for stories where Jesus is the hero. Lord, I pray for opportunities this week that we can share the story, that we can be a light to somebody else, and that we can share the good news. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you would like to get plugged into a small group, just text HB Converge to 81010 and you will get the text reminders for all the small groups. If you have any questions, just respond to one of those text reminders and it will go to our leadership team and they will be able to respond to you directly.